This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Beat's Look at the Week Ahead. I am Paul Vigna. I'm Stephen Grosser. Coming to you from New York City and joining us on the phone, Sarah Cheney down in Washington, the nation's capital. Sarah, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing all right, you know. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, just all right. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. Just all right. Uh, it, kind of an interesting week coming up, Sarah. I mean, I know everyone's thinking like, oh, summer's coming and we can kind of stop paying attention to the world. But uh, the world does not let you stop paying attention these days, does it? It certainly does not. No. I mean... The economy, it, it makes the world go round, and that's why we cover these numbers. Right. In, in, in last week, we had the Fed meeting, and, you know, they raised, you know, interest rates for the second time this year. This week, we're going to see a bunch of Fed speakers coming out. What, do we, what are we expecting from them? Sure. Um, so I think overall, the the conversation has been sort of swirling around this uh, this issue of weakening inflation numbers. I mean, the the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, kind of underperformed in its latest reading. Uh, we had CPI numbers that didn't do um, as well as economists we're hoping for. Uh, so in the coming months, the the question is going to be, okay, is the Fed going to uh, really take this into account when raising interest rates, or is it going to shake off the, the weak inflation data as sort of an anomaly? Um, in the coming week, we have uh, the New York Fed's William Dudley. He's attending a business roundtable meeting in New York. Um, He's visiting Plattsburgh to, to learn more about the economy there, and he'll have this roundtable conversation with business and community leaders. We'll also uh, see a speech from Jerome Powell. That's the, the other big name. Um, he's on the, the Fed Board of Governors, and he'll be speaking in Chicago about liquidity. Hmm. You know, it, it's it's funny you say that the Fed wants to talk about inflation being this sort of transitory thing, and, and yeah, it's, it's don't worry about it so much, you know. But, I mean, we're looking at years now of inflation that has been well below what they've projected and well below what people expected. Uh, I mean, how much longer can they really play that transitory card? Right. I mean, that's a great question. I, I think it's what most people are asking. Um, and yeah, <laughs> your and guess not, is as good as mine. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Sarah. I, I just think, yeah, that that's kind of the, the big issue when you talk about mm -hmm. inflation. And it also, I mean, this is all sort of an interesting time frame too, because they said the same thing about oil, and right. you know, the oil market is transitory, and it bounced back once, you know, um, you know, OPEC decided to put cuts and stuff like that. Although it's, it's we're it's still come we're back still, down, I we're mean, still, uh, yeah, but nowhere mm -hmm. near the levels that we're. The, it's not that far. $20. $20. Yeah. Well, it was at a hundred a couple of years ago. I mean, it's it's not that it, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, you had to get involved. We didn't mean to involve no, you. Fine. You're very passionate about oil prices and inflation. Yeah, right, so. right. We are. Uh, I mean, I get your, but I, I get your point, grocer. 
No, I mean, uh, yeah. what, what? Before you cut me off on your one of your you know multitude of rants, um, is <laughs> it was you know they kept saying it was transitory, and we kept waiting for oil to come back. Right. And you know maybe the you know the Fed has a little bit longer time frame than the markets yeah. do, which and the markets tend to be very reactionary and very short term focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other thing I'm really interested in, Sarah, is this whole idea of the Fed unwinding the balance sheet and, and starting to try to get rid of some of those assets that they acquired in the wake of the financial crisis. I mean, they kind of talked about it at the meeting last week, and everyone just kind of said, oh, yeah, okay, that plan sounds all right. Yeah. Do, do we expect anything on that front coming soon? Right. Um, so Yellen said if, if the economy performed in line with uh, the the central bank's uh, forecast, it could begin reducing its bond holdings relatively soon. Um, and so kind yeah. of figuring out what that means exactly is very difficult. Right. But, um, I, I mean, soon, could that be in the next month, next few months? Who right. knows? Uh but the balance sheet runoff is definitely kind of the other point of discussion um, we're seeing in, in the Fed world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the balance sheet runoff plan was um, came in somewhat faster than, than anticipated, um, mm. is, is what some economists are saying about uh, the relatively soon language. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to the housing market because that's always, you know, one that's fun. Well, it's near and dear to, I think, most mm-hmm. people's. Uh, right. Well, I, I, we and have, millennials, too, these yeah, days. Yeah, I know. They're getting back into the market. Well, <laughs> we, I mean, that's, that's a good point because uh, we have the big, the big number, which is the existing home sales out on, I believe, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, that, existing home sales slipped in, um, I believe it was, you know, April. And uh, slipped in, yeah, slipped in April. I'm get, I'll get my dates uh, straight here. And uh, from uh, from the previous month, what are we expecting in May? Right. Um, so they they did slip in April, um, and it was kind of a surprise. I mean, demand appears to be really strong because we have overall a strengthening economy, and like we mentioned, uh, millennials really expressing an interest in in home buying, uh, but we also have this really tight supply of inventory that is raising concerns. Um, And so April's data kind of suggested that the the home shortage could mean weaker sales activity than we would otherwise expect. and so, I, I mean, some economists are saying that existing home sales should decelerate uh, because pending home sales, which are signed contracts, uh, slipped last month. And so that can be a good indication of what's going to happen with existing mm-hmm. home sales. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. We will come back with more on the other side of this. More of your look at the week ahead. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. 
all new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from The Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser coming to you from the Big Apple. Sarah Cheney on the phone in Washington, D.C. And Sarah, we're talking a lot about what's going on here in the U.S. in the, the week ahead. But investors should pay at least a little bit of attention to what uh, some numbers coming out of the Eurozone, right? Yes, definitely. The whole world is important. Um, (laughs) So uh, next week in Europe, we have the Composite Purchasing Managers Index coming Mm -hmm. out. Um, It's it's an important measure, though, because it uh, attracts manufacturing and services sectors. Um, And so it's it's a good indicator of economic health in the manufacturing sector. It actually hit a six-year high in May. Um, and it's still expected to be pretty high in June, just falling slightly. Um, and overall, in the Eurozone, we've kind of seen a similar narrative to, to what we've seen in the U.S. with regards to unemployment and wages. So uh, unemployment in the Eurozone has fallen this year, um, mm-hmm. but wages are still seeing really slow growth. Um, and, and that's what we've seen in the U.S. And right. there's this whole question of uh, at what point um, will wages rise? You know, is, is the Phillips curve dead? Yeah. <laughs> sure feels dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we also have new home sales on Friday. Oh, yes. We almost which forgot is, that Which one. is not as big a deal. Here in the as, U.S., new home sales. Yeah, which is not mm-hmm. as big a deal as existing home sales. But it, it, too, it fell actually more sharply in April than existing home sales. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, one of the questions I have, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, Sarah, or if it's, you know, answerable, really. But, mm-hmm. like, the warm winter we had, you you know, I just wonder, and because we, we got off to such a strong sort of start in the house, with the housing market, if the warm weather, you know, that we had played some role in moving up some of this, you know, housing uh, sales. Yes, definitely. That is something that I've heard from a couple of different real estate economists, um, that it, it did move the sales activity uh, forward a little bit. Yes, I think there's probably some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be. It was such a warm winter. It was. I can't imagine it didn't have an effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then we get to May, and it's, you know, in the 60s, not too... Right. I mean, no, I mean, home And now like, we're in June, and it's in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to buy earlier this week, oh. but if you're, if you're going to buy a home, it's, you know, you, it's nice when there's not a foot of snow on the ground. It's not right. cold. It's not oh, yeah. rainy, you know. Yeah. And then right. uh, let's turn quickly to earnings. It is not earnings season, folks. But well, we have some key ones out. We do. It, it's surprising when I, when I was putting the calendar together for the week ahead, grocer. I, I thought, boy, I bet, some, I bet there's some earnings this week. There are earnings this week. There are, but I mean, it's not. It's not like the no-name companies. We have some actual like big names, as I was saying before. We have FedEx. We have Oracle. We have is it, who else? Adobe. Uh, Adobe's on there. I mean, Barnes and Noble. If you're a book lover, uh, that one's interesting. Rite Aid is interesting, too, but I think, obviously, FedEx is, is the one that's most important. Yes. Yeah. I mean, given it's what their business is. It's bellwether for the right, economy. Right. Right. 
and they always attract attention. And, I mean, you know, look, it, it is no secret that the economy is growing but not growing at a very strong, solid pace. Mm-hmm. It's not showing any real signs of acceleration. I mean, Sarah, you know down in D.C. there were a lot of big plans when Donald Trump was elected president. None of them have really come to pass so far. Now, you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect the president to turn the economy around in a couple of months. But, you know, the, this whole idea that we're going to get this accelerated economic growth has not yet come about. So we'll keep an eye on FedEx, see what they say about the economy. That, that's why that one is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, too, to keep watching is we saw on Friday, we had a big deal announcement that we all got very excited about, and it was me especially. You know, Amazon buying Whole Foods. One of the big takeaways that you know, we, we will be following is just whether another bidder arrives. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, you know, sort of... Uh, well, regu- and does it force action in actually a couple of different industries? Well, I mean, I think primarily the grocers my namesake yeah. uh, industry, um, seeing, you know, um, did they get oversold last week? You, you know, you had Kroger's, which is down, I think, a third. Yeah. I, Hammered. I, how, Hammered. How, how are the, their shares going to perform this week? Right. I think will be something to watch. How, how does that whole sector perform? Um, and, you know, but also is another bidder going to be? Um, and then, you know... Oh, it, what does Walmart do? What does Walmart do? And the other thing, mm-hmm. too, that has been point. Well, the other thing, it's not just Walmart. There's another important man in this mix, uh, our president. And I think it will be interesting. Uh, you know, he, he was not, you know, a friend of Amazon and Jeff Bezos on the right. campaign trail. Um, you know, he didn't tweet on Friday about the deal, but it would be interesting if... You know, this uh, deal, you know, catches his attention um, in the, in the yeah, week to come. Certainly, you can't ignore the fact that there is at least a question to be raised when about he, he antitrust and yeah. monopoly. He, no, but when I was saying he, 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 yes. he brought that up on the campaign trail. Right, so right. Th- this is, you know, we've uh, you, seen a lot of people since the deal was announced talking about this, whether this could deal could run into trouble, right, uh, right. regulatory trouble because of his comments. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch that. We will see. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you, guys. Yeah. No better way to spend a Friday than on the right. podcast. Exactly. All right. And everyone, thank you for listening. There, like Sarah just said, there's no better way to spend your time than on this podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you soon.